Hello and welcome to today's episode. My name is Anna Thomas and today I'm going to update two stories that I have previously covered and they're two stories which are very personal to me as they happened in my hometown. Now if you're a regular listener of the podcast then you've heard me talk about these cases a number of times. I was even able to visit the location where these two beautiful children lost their lives. I made videos which I shared on social media and also in our Facebook group and it really does pain me that I was able to set foot on the same ground as a vicious murderer did. The two beautiful souls in this story are Sean Kingy and Daniel Morecambe. As true crime followers, all of us have no doubt heard stories where perpetrators were given life sentences, but sadly those life sentences didn't actually mean life and many were granted parole. The man who murdered Sean was given a life sentence, yet he was able to apply for parole just recently, which caused a huge public outcry. He was diagnosed as a psychopath, and the psychiatrist who evaluated him for his parole bid said the following, that given the statistical data and his age, she felt that there was only a very small chance that he would commit a future murder. Now, I was appalled by this, that given his age and this so-called data, which I'm really not even sure what this data is, but to me, this is using numbers to gamble with the safety of the community. How do you go about determining that there is only a very small chance that he could murder again? To me, any chance is too much of a risk to take. And I'm happy to say that ultimately it was agreed that he shouldn't be released and his parole was denied. So following the outcry of this man's parole bid, the local member of the area where Sean lived, and also where Daniel lived, as he only lived about 30 minutes away from her, this local member led a campaign to have the laws changed so that perpetrators like the men who killed Sean and Daniel, that their life sentence means just that, life in prison without parole. And I'm pleased to tell you that his efforts paid off and new parole laws were recently passed in the state where I live in Queensland, which have been described as the toughest in the country. Essentially, it means that child murderers and serial killers serving life sentences could be denied any bid for parole. The parole board now have the power to block inmates from obtaining parole for up to 10 years and they can continue to block their paroles indefinitely. The new law was designed to limit unnecessary trauma for victims' families and the community caused by regular parole applications. Now, I really am one of those people who hate politics and politicians, but this politician who fought for this new law is one of a very rare breed. His name is Dan Purdy, and he was a former police officer. So listen here as he talks about this new law in the Parliament. Thank you, Mr Acting Speaker. I rise to speak to the police powers and responsibilities and other legislation. Amendment Bill. Particularly the amendments to the Corrective Services Act, which were announced in Parliament on 17 June this year, the morning after a petition signed by 72,000 people was tabled in this House, calling for Sean Kinney's killer to be refused parole and calling for tougher laws to help protect the community from monsters like him. Mr Acting Speaker, I have witnessed firsthand the excruciating pain experienced by families and friends in the wake of atrocious murders and abuse, and the ultimate life sentence 
they are confined to. I believe the amendments to Corrective Services Act in this bill will achieve their objective of limiting the re-traumatisation of victims' families and friends by introducing a new framework for multiple and child murders, murderers. The genesis of this bill belongs with Sean Kingy, her family, friends and our community. I've been working closely with Chan's family since they reached out to me after they were notified that the psychopath who raped, tortured and brutally murdered their 12-year-old daughter had applied for parole. It essentially felt like this put the family in a show-cause situation, forcing them to relive the atrocities of the past, furnishing affidavits and the like in an attempt to convince the parole board to keep their child's killer in jail. The family felt they were being ignored at every turn, particularly as the parole board's decision that is required to be resolved within three months dragged on for almost a year. Grief-stricken and speechless, the Kingy's quiet voice of desperation grew to a resounding roar of 72,000 people. 72,000 people who remember the atrocities committed against Shan and the monster who committed them. 72,000 people who joined her family, her friends and our community to send a clear message that and the worst of the worst offenders like him should remain behind bars. This legislation is the direct legacy of that journey. The Kingy's pain and suffering will never go away, nor will the Morecambs be spared the trauma of losing their son Daniel at the evil hands of At least now these two Sunshine Coast families, and indeed families of victims all over Queensland, can be assured that there will be a legislative pathway to keep convicted killers and multiple murderers from ever menacing the community again. At last, at the discretion of the President of the Parole Board, life sentences could mean just that. And this is what the community rightfully expect. The government has stated the proposed laws will support community safety and are aimed at reducing the level of trauma experienced by the families of the victim of violent crimes. They are about protecting the victim's families and protecting the community. These laws are a response to the community's outcry that up until now a life sentence does not mean a killer will remain incarcerated for life that the Kingies and Morecambs deserve restorative justice, that these killers are bad people, not just mad people, and are unlikely to ever rehabilitate. Mr Acting Speaker, to her family, friends, our community and I, these new laws will be forever known as Shan's Law. Her parents have told me they believe that this is a fitting tribute. And the last thing, legacy to Shan. Mr Acting Speaker, in 1990, the sentencing judge said to the sentence for murder is life in prison, and in my view, the sentence should mean just that. Shan's law is deeply profound and personal to her family, her friends, and our community, and I commend it to the house. Wasn't that so tear jerking at the end? I really have so much respect for this man. Now, if you are not familiar with the stories of these two children, you can listen to episode two of the podcast for the story about Daniel Morecambe and also episode 119 about Sean Kingy. Daniel's story is particularly important to me as a teacher, as his parents created a foundation in honour of their son, and they worked with the Queensland government to create curriculum materials for schools about child safety, which I have actually taught in my classroom. And if you would like to see the videos that I took, you can just go to the podcast on Instagram, and you can also find it on our Facebook page. So now, just before I finish, I would like to play to you a voicemail that a listener of the podcast sent to me. And after you hear the voicemail, I'll tell you how you are able to leave your own voicemail. 
So take a listen. Hello, Miss Thomas. My name is Claire from Washington State in the good USA. Just want to let you know, love your podcast. And just like one of the previous podcast reviewers said, your voice is very soothing. I love your stories and I love how you edit out the um, bad apples name and keep it as upbeat as possible. I just love it all. Great podcast. Keep up the good work. And by the way, I like this voice recording thing. This is pretty awesome. All right. Thank you. So if you would like to leave me a voicemail, all you have to do is go to wherever you listen to the podcast. And when you click on an episode where you have the episode description, where you'll find a summary of the story, there is also a link to send a voicemail. And all you need to do is just click on the link and you're able to leave a 30 second message, which will come straight through to me. And the great thing about these voicemails is I can actually put them into an episode, which I've just done. So I would really love for this to be a regular feature on the podcast where I can play people's voicemails at the end of each episode. So send me a voicemail. You can say whatever you like. So thank you for listening and bye for now.